0: It is decided.
1: You are it is decided. It is decided. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is Colby Patnote and I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, how are you doing today? Well, as of today, I am the proud owner of
0: a uh, vintage uh, Mariner starter jacket, which is pretty sweet. I just got it in the mail and it is... Uh, really comfy and i feel awesome in it so (laughs) and it comes at no better time because the mariners are 11 and 2
1: that's right is it a mid 90s
0: yeah it's uh the diamond collection i guess it's yeah it must be from uh from after they switched the the logos to the ones that they have now so
1: um
0: yeah so i think i think it might be 96 97 i don't know if, if someone if someone knows about that collection let us know
1: yeah um it's funny I have a buddy who is a uh um he's a newer baseball fan uh mm-hmm. you know watch off and on for the last couple of years uh for the last five i don't know five or six years and he's gotten more and more invested each year he recently threw down a pretty decent sum of money for a uh for a what's like a Game worn batting practice jersey. Get oh, wow. this worn by Fernando Rodney. So uh, <laughs> he, he he loves Rodney, and uh, I don't blame him. I like Rodney too. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a good time to dust out all your Mariners gear because right now they are eleven and two. Um, you know, we uh, we talked about the the Royal series on Monday's podcast, but um, now we have a couple games. They uh, they win both of them. Uh, uh, let's see. Mondays was, I lost track of all the runs they scored. What was it? 13 five. Yep. On Monday. And then yesterday was a, uh, well, the offense struggled a little bit and only put six runs up on the board. So, <laughs> uh, six, three victory there. They have uh guaranteed a split, which is, I think what we had said was the, uh, least acceptable outcome or the, mm-hmm. the bare minimum outcome. And now they have a chance to, uh, to take the series if they can just split one of these next two games. But overall, really quick, what do you think you what what have you seen in Kansas City that you've liked? Um
0: I mean, D Gordon's defense last yeah. night was pretty spectacular. Uh especially in a game where the defense was again pretty iffy. I mean, you know, you think about Domingo's drop catch and all that. Um, but yeah, that that was really uh something to behold last night basically you know saved uh brandon brennan who you know for the first time uh this year didn't really have his stuff um but you know obviously the the offense they're killing it daniel vogelback edwin encarnacion with the the two home runs in one inning you know dylan morgan in his first uh career home run um I mean they're they're they just keep going man. It uh I yeah, I I I'm really really surprised that this just keeps on rolling and um I'm looking forward to to seeing how how this can conti- you know if this can continue because have has have, have you ever had a more fun April watching Mariners baseball? I I don't think I have. I mean last last year was pretty solid. Like the the first 3 months of the year last year was really fun, but I mean compared to this, this the Mariners right now like offensively from just a statistical standpoint are the best team in baseball.
1: Yeah, they've uh they scored 104 runs in their first um in their first 13 games. They've only allowed 64 That's a run differential for you uh, math whizzes out there. That's a run differential of 40 runs. Last year, I think they were negative. They ended up negative. They were for most of the year. Pretty sure they they had a negative uh, run differential. Um, So, uh, I I, I feel like
0: this might be higher than their run differential ever was last year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, There's probably a way we could check that, but... Anyway, I, I
0: actually i actually tried to look it up a few days ago and i couldn't figure it out so uh,
1: again if we have better yeah yeah if somebody who's better at the baseball there, reference thing yeah
0: yeah so let us know about that but i'm pretty sure the most their run differential was last year was like 29
1: yeah that sounds about right yeah um, so yeah that that is a little crazy um we also finally have get to see. Uh, we've gotten to see a little bit more of Anthony Swarzak the last couple days. Um, I thought he looked. Uh, I, th- I think he looks pretty good. Uh, three outings in, the fastball's in the mid 90s. It's got some run to it. Um, pretty good slider. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's looked uh, really good. Um, Command's been solid. So I have to throw Swarzak in that list of uh, things to. Uh, to be excited about um, it for no other reason than that you can possibly trade him for maybe something useful uh, yeah. in July. So.
0: And I mean, he's looking exactly how he did that one year when he, uh, when he was with the White Sox and then got traded to uh, to Milwaukee, you know, the, that same year that, you know, that got him that big contract with the Mets. He's, he's looking like that now which is nowhere near what he was looking like last year where you know of course he was struggling with the injuries and everything but uh you know his command is uh, is on point so far and i'm also really impressed because i don't think he uh he did any rehab did he you know like an actual like game action
1: um as far as i know he threw a couple of like uh inner squad games and whatnot and then He's just kind of rushed up to the to the to the big leagues. Um, It was a shoulder injury, too, I think. Um, Right. So that was I mean, that's not usually something that you just bounce right back from. But so far, so good. Um, A couple other things from the Royals series, I would say, is that um, even without their best bat so far, Tim Beckham, they've still been able to score runs. Um, That's a good sign. Hopefully Beckham's back in the lineup today. Um, we'll see. It sounds like he was pretty close yesterday, um, but Dylan Moore has come in and done a pretty nice job. So we'll see if Beckham's in the lineup today. Uh, the other thing is the that uh, Scott Service is finding ways to get Daniel Vogel back in the lineup. Um, we, we have seen him sit Jay Bruce uh, for him. We've seen uh, Mitch Hanniger got the day off yesterday. I would imagine that either Bruce or Domingo Santana gets the day off today so that Vogelback can stay in the lineup in DH. Um, yeah, I mean, right now there's really no reason to take him out. Um, you know, he he may get a day here. It might be today. Um, he may get a day here uh, in the next day or two, but I would imagine that they're just going to keep on rotating these guys through so that Daniel Vogelback can stay in the lineup uh, because right now he is – one of the best hitters in the American league. Um, yep. So yeah, if only, if only we knew that was a possibility. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, nobody could have forced on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like
0: you, you look at what he's doing. Um, I do think today he might get the day off. Uh, they got the lefty uh, Phil Meyer on the mound. Um, so that, that might be an opportunity to just give him a blow. But I mean, you got you got to play the hot hand, and he is there is no hitter hotter than uh, than Daniel Vogelback right now. I mean, the the guy you know last night he looked awful against Jacob Junis, just completely confused by the by those sliders, and you know I think he regrouped after those two at bats, and man, he uh, he got the the two doubles, and um, I think he also got a single last night. Uh, he's he's showing us a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's not it's not sustainable. As much as we've had fun um, on the website, particularly on Twitter, uh, poking fun at the in 153 game or 153 plate appearances, he's only hitting like 160. Like that means anything? Um, But yeah, it's not it's not about whether or not we think he'll he will be good. We don't know um all we knew and still know is that he crushed the high minors for like three years in a row and his 150 plate appearances had been so scattered there's no way to make a reasonable call on that so all we were trying to say is is that you need to see if this guy can hit or not Um, you need to give him a legitimate chance and for the last week they have we'll see if that continues Um, certainly with Encarnacion swinging the bat the way he is and the fact that Bruce is good for about a home run a game um we'll see how they we'll see how service manages that but for the last week i think he's uh, i think he's done a pretty nice job of just using uh Jay Bruce in the outfield when he needs to just to try and get a day off here for uh or just try and get a uh a day off for people while sticking a hot bat in the lineup so
0: uh, yeah and this you know this was what i was scared of happening if they let him go I, I felt like, you know, they didn't give him enough opportunity. He was going to go elsewhere and hit like this. And, right. um, and I'm glad that they've stuck with him and he's producing for them and he's rewarding the Mariners for actually, you know, giving him a shot. Yep.
1: So, uh, we'll see if the Mariners can go ahead and take the, uh, the next two games of the series. Uh, Mike Leek goes to the, or sorry, say Kikuchi goes to the mound tonight. Um, I don't I don't know if you want to say looking to bounce back from his last start but uh anyway, he heads to the mound tonight against uh Heath Phil Meyer, who was just called up yesterday. He will get the start for the Royals. Um uh, that is 5:15 versus pitch and then tomorrow at uh what is it? 11:15. Um yeah,
0: it bl- might even be earlier for you guys. It might be I, I want to say 15. that. I'm, I want to say that it's like 10:30 or something. Yeah.
1: Anyways, that's that's Mike Leake versus Jorge Lopez. So uh, hopefully the Mariners can get a couple more wins, or at least one of them, and come back to Seattle ready to f- face up the Houston Astros with a nice uh, ten games over five hundred buffer. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, let's let's jump ahead. Uh, we were going to do this last week, but the uh, the rosters weren't quite announced yet. Um, but now we know that the mariners minor leaguers we know where everybody is. we actually have a little bit of uh of uh some numbers to actually uh, look at and we have a little bit of video to watch um so ty, I guess we'll just start here. was there any minor league assignment that surprised you
0: um I think cal raleigh being up in um in modesto was uh was a little surprising but um yeah, other than that, I think everyone's where they need to be. Um, I think, you know, Julio... I know you were a little surprised that Julio actually got the the call-up to uh, to West Virginia. I think that, to me, I expected that. Um, so, no real shock there for me. But, but yeah, I think everyone's kind of where they, they need to be. Um, you know, guys like Jake Fraley making that next step to double-A and um you know justin dunn sticking in double a after you know being there for a little bit last year and all that so yeah i think um i think they've handled this well and and everyone's kind of at the at the level that they're expected to be and we'll just uh you know we'll see which guys can uh can move up from there
1: right so it's early and really it's we have Nothing but numbers and some very small video clips to look at. But uh, has anybody caught your eye early on? Um, you know, one guy that's actually caught my eye is uh, Luis Liberato,
0: who's mm-hmm. kind of just uh, fell. Uh, he kind of just fell out of all talk of you know the Mariners farm system. You know, especially like with what they've done this off season and the talent they've added, he's kind of fallen into the distance and, um, you know, he's coming off of a mediocre year and his stock has, has dipped quite a bit. Uh, here, let me pull up his numbers so far.
1: I think this is uh, his third year in high a, right? Like he's been, yeah, this is his third crack at it.
0: Yeah. And so he's, you know, he's still relatively young. He's 23. Um, yeah, you know, he if he were to uh, hypothetically or uh, you know get to the big leagues uh, eventually, he uh, he'll be one of those twenty five, twenty six year old guys. But right now, you know, he's got twenty three plate appearances. He's slashing four four hundred, four thirty five, nine hundred. Obviously, though, you know those numbers are inflated because of the early season. But he's already got three home runs, uh, six RBIs. Uh, he's stolen a base, so. Yeah, he's he's looked uh, he's gotten off to a, a really solid start. Uh, and, you know, it's guys like that, you know, like Liberato, like Anthony Jimenez, like, um, you know, those younger guys that were fairly highly touted in the Mariners farm system, which at the time was, you know, pretty bad. Um, but to see those guys, you know. Put their name back into the ring is nice to see. And, and hopefully that continues. Cause you never know one of these guys might just sneak up on you and suddenly give you something of worth. Um, so that's been, that's been one name that's really, you know, surprised me. But another guy that I've just, I'm really excited about is Logan Gilbert. He's looked Mm -hmm. incredible in his first two starts, um, in West Virginia. I mean, he's, he's everything that we, uh, we were hoping he would be so far. And, um, yeah, I I still like, I need to get uh the uh MiLB uh TV package. Uh, I forgot to add it on when I uh when I bought my MLB TV, but I want to get that so I can start watching the uh the West Virginia games and the Arkansas games because yeah, Logan Gilbert is woo, and then, you know and you also think about on that team is Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick and those guys are are off to great starts as well, especially Julio. Did you see the the home run he robbed, the other night? Yeah, yep. yeah. He's yeah. So, you know, these guys are doing everything, and and it's so funny because you know you look at the Mariners and the Mariners are performing extraordinarily, and so are the their minor leaguers. Really, the only guy that's had a major hiccup is um, Justice Sheffield. His first start was not good, um, but other than that, Kyle Lewis. Uh, is off to a pretty solid start Jared Kelnick Julio uh, Justin Dunn's looked really good um, obviously Logan Gilbert you know they're top guys they're they're performing at a high level right now and um, and it's just you know it's the same thing that's going on throughout the organization and that's really nice to see
1: yeah also uh, Braden Bishop uh, oh you yeah. guys might remember went down to uh, he was on the team in Japan he got the one at bat. Um, didn't go well. Uh, he, got sent to uh triple a, as we all expected, and he is just absolutely crushing it right now. Um, he's showing a lot of doubles power, which is good. Um, he's going to need to continue to show that, um, you know, the one thing with Braden Bishop, you know, is that he is going to bring his glove and his uh, wheels to the uh, ballpark every day. Um, so if he can hit, um, like at with, if he's a 400, uh, slugging percentage guy. He's a fringe starter. If he's a 420 slugging percentage guy, he's probably an everyday uh, center fielder. When you combine his uh, his legs and uh, his glove and everything he brings, so he, him hitting is uh, is really good. Um, it's a really good sign. So uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, Braden Bishop, um, Shed Long. If I remember correctly, he's off to a pretty decent start. He's already played. Um, some outfield and he's played a little, I think he's played one game at third. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned the early star of, uh, of the minor league system is Logan Gilbert. Um, we're looking at a mid nineties, mid nineties fastball so far, um, right around 93 is where he sits, but he's touched as high as 96. Uh, lookout landing said he touched 97 on a stadium gun, um, We've seen a good curveball from him. We've seen a good changeup from him. Um, and honestly, he looks like he's overmatching uh, his competition right now. And obviously, you know, it's two games. It's, it's a ridiculously small sample size. But uh, in those two games, he's gone nine innings, allowed just three hits, walked one, and struck out 14 guys. So,
0: Was it one of the guys that he struck out, uh, Dustin Pedroia?
1: Yeah, but that's not as impressive as it sounds. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just, but, I'm just yeah, you know,
0: just seeing him go up against um, major league, you know, level right. hitting. Yeah, you know, even though that Pejoria clearly is, you know, not the same. But uh, still yeah, to done. see, you know, yeah, still to see, you know, a veteran guy go up against Logan Gilbert is nice.
1: Yeah. Um, so I don't know how long Logan Gilbert's going to stay in uh, the Sally League playing for uh, West Virginia. Um, I don't think it'll be all this year. Um, I, I think, wouldn't be
0: surprised if he ends up in Arkansas by the end of the year, especially if he pitches like this,
1: right? Um, the Mariners always envision him being kind of a fast rising guy, um, very polished in college. So yeah, it's a definite possibility. I think, um, a lot of that will come down to, uh, managing the innings. Um, because he, I think his career high in innings is like 112 or something like that. Right. Uh, So I think we'll see how aggressive they want to be with that. I don't think they're gonna. I think they'll probably stop him at around 130, maybe 140. His Um, first
0: two starts right now that he went four innings and then went five innings. So.
1: Right. Um, and it wasn't like his pitch count was completely out of whack or anything like that. That's just part of the the management. Um, trying to keep the uh, the young arm healthy and all that stuff there's no reason to rush him um, but yeah obviously if he continues to pitch like this he'll probably need to be bumped up at least to uh, to Modesto to try and get some uh, try and get you know a challenge uh, because right now he's just he's the best player in the in the Sally League right now so um, also last I saw Jared Kelnick had like seven walks or something like that Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's apparently looking very good uh they're not pitching to him much but when they are apparently he's looking very good uh, as well so um, lots of exciting stuff happening down on the farm um, but one of the guys down on the farm is actually now a seattle mariner at least for a couple more days and that is eric swanson who came over as part of the james paxton trade uh, swanson was called up yesterday as Jason Bradford heads to the uh, 10-day injured list with shoulder inflammation. Um, So Swanson's up, Ty. What do you expect to see from Eric Swanson?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a little surprised, first of all, that they didn't um, go with with someone else. I thought that Swanson, they would give Swanson a little more time in Tacoma. But, um, yeah, I mean – well, I I assume that he's going to pitch out you know in a reliever's role. I think you know Felix is fine. He was just sick um, for his start, so I don't I don't expect him to miss uh, his next start. But yeah, I mean this is kind of the role that we envisioned for him, right? You know, kind of a you know if it doesn't work out for him as a fifth starter, it's gonna be as a uh, as a reliever, and he's got the stuff to to be a reliever. He's got two plus pitches that are 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 going to work for him and and um it's you know he didn't have a uh all that inspiring spring uh but he did have a really good start in tacoma uh he went five innings um struck out eight i believe right am i right on that number yeah i think so yeah so he misses bats and um you know, I I think you know, like we said in the in the off season, I think that's going to play a little bit more as a as a reliever when he can just kind of let loose and you know fire at will. Um, but I would like to see him get an opportunity to start. I I think that they're planning for Kikuchi's next start to be one of those one inning uh, outings, so that might be a good time to see Swanson take on five innings, um, or four innings of work. So uh yeah but i'm you know i'm excited this is this is one of the the many guys that they've gotten and we're gonna we're gonna see them so you know the the fun you know for as fun as the mariners have uh have been to start the season this is really where the fun actually starts and that's you know seeing these guys get called up one by one
1: yeah it's a uh, it's definitely a fun type of uh a fun uh, part, uh, I guess of the, uh, of the rebuild like this. Um, Swanson's a guy, uh, kind of a crossfire arm action, 94 to 96 when he pitches out of the bullpen. Um, pretty, uh, fringy average, uh, off speed stuff. Um, so there's, there's still some work to do there. I think the Mariners still want to see if he can start. Um, and, But they also need a guy who can give you length out of the bullpen right now with Bradford out, and Elias was probably, I'm assuming, unavailable yesterday. Yeah. Uh, So they needed a guy who could give you a couple of innings, and Swanson definitely does that. Um, By the way, if you guys are just curious, Eric Swanson came in uh, number 12 in our prospect ranks a few weeks back. Um, Yeah, he he throws strikes. uh, Doesn't have great command, but he has good control. Um, So he'll fill up the strike zone. Won't always put the ball exactly where he wants it, but, I mean, he's going to throw strikes. And I just have to wonder if this is a, you know, hey, let's call him out to Kansas City, and then when we get back to Seattle, the bullpen will hopefully be more or less back to normal, and we can send him down and call up Alta Villa or, you know, whoever. David
0: Or David McKay. Because the reason why they didn't call up David McKay, I feel, is because he was just sent down, and that's, you know, they can't do that until what ten days, right? Yeah. Is that the rule? Yeah. Well so.
1: with it with an injury you can call him right back up. And so that was the case oh, you here. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I think he had I think he had worked the night before and Swanson was scheduled to pitch the next day. Um so yeah, he can definitely handle the uh he can handle a major league role for a couple days as a uh as a bullpen guy. Um but ultimately I don't expect this. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't pitch. Um, remember they called it McKay and yeah. he never got into a game. Um, both of those guys will be up at some point this year. Um, but I think they're going to send Swanson back down. Um, I still think they want to see if he can start. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked if his first actual appearance as a Seattle Mariner is, um, is as a starting pitcher, uh, down the road. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Swanson's up again, mid nineties with the fastball, uh, slider change up. Good control, not great command. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he pitches. I'll be quite excited to watch. Um, he's kind of the the guy that the Mariners are betting on in this uh, in this trade of James Paxton. Uh, Sheffield's the headliner, uh, but if Swanson is something uh, valuable, then the Mariners feel really good about that deal. So yeah. we will wait and see.
0: Yeah, and we you know, and we haven't even talked about the other piece on that trade, Dom Thompson Williams, who he's off to a good start too. I mean, and that's that's your guy. So, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you've seen from uh, from old DTW.
1: Yeah, he's just he looks comfortable at the plate, his it appears the power is legit. He had a home run the other night. Um yeah. somebody screenshotted where the ball was and it I think it left the stadium. Um and it was just a screaming line. It was it was a little Vogelback like you know, the screaming line drives that he hits. It has, like, a right. small launch angle, but big-time yeah. exit below. Yeah, I like I the just, one that he
0: hit in Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I think he's – I think uh, DTW's a, a good player. I think there's a chance he sticks in center field. I think the power is legitimate. Um, we'll see about the swing and miss. I haven't gotten to take a look at his numbers yet. Um, but the swing he's
0: and miss – He's only K'd at – uh, percent right now so
1: there we go good. yeah yeah so if he can continue to make consistent contact he is a um a prospect that can rise quickly i believe he finished 14th or 15th in our prospect ranks um so yeah that's definitely a guy that's got some helium um and i'm excited to see him in that double a lineup with jake fraley and evan white and kyle lewis and by the way lewis has looked pretty good as well even got uh even got a start in center field which is uh, good to see yeah, i think kyle he lewis. i think he
0: made uh i think kyle lewis made um mlb pipelines team of the week
1: so, yep. so there you go so uh that's kind of what's going down On that's kind of what is uh going down on the farm um now we have a few questions that we're going to do to wrap up the show Um we got some pretty good ones so i think these will actually take up a good chunk of our uh of our podcast today, which is just fine with us. Uh, we appreciate all the questions. Um, so let's start with something we kind of touched on. Um, this comes from, uh, DC, um, on Twitter, uh, at Monclar, M O N C H L A R. I don't know. Um, okay. anyways, uh, he wants to know, uh, in the big picture, uh, when do you think we see uh, Justin Sheffield up, and when do you think we see uh, Justin Dunn up? So, Ty, when are those two guys going to make their debut? Um,
0: I think Sheffield. You know, you think about the service time, but I, I don't think he'll be up. You know, right as soon as uh, as May hits, um, there's still a lot of things that he needs to work on. Uh, really struggled with his command at his first start in Tacoma. Uh, if I had to put a date on it. Um, and this is really just me spitballing here and not, you know, thinking of, you know about it, <laughs> you know, not really putting a whole lot thought into it. I'd say we see him sometime in mid-June um, and or, you know, a little earlier if there is an injury, of course. So that's uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at there for him. Justin Dunn, you might see him in, in September or you know a little earlier than that but i think that they're going to want to keep him uh in uh in the minors let him you know let him figure things out in double a you know bring him up to 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 tacoma and and face you know the higher quality of uh competition there and and give him an opportunity to make the team out of spring training next year i think um that that's kind of the the thing that makes the most sense for me with with Dunn. I just I, I I'm not holding out a ho- a lot of hope for him pitching this year. But if he does, it'll probably be August September ish, um, and it might not be in a starter's role either. It might be out of the bullpen, and then they'll give him a shot to to make the rotation in spring.
1: Right. Um... So Sheffield, like you said, he does have things he needs to work on, um, his fastball command, um, in particular, which, as we saw in his first start uh, for the Rainiers, was not good. Um, so that's that's definitely something that he needs to work on. That's not, you know, that's uh, not like a that's not a service time thing. Um, that's a, you know, hey, we need yeah. to. Uh, this is something we legitimately need to work on. Um, because as good as as good as the stuff is of Justice Sheffield, he's not throwing 99. So if he's not locating the fastball, he's going to get hit. Um, so that is something he needs to work on. He pitches off of the fastball. It's a good fastball, 93 to 96, but it's a lot closer to 93 usually than it is 96. Um, and the changeup isn't. It looked good in the spring, but it's not consistent enough right now um, to allow his fastball to be. Uh, you know. To, to allow his fastball to play up like it's in the upper nineties. So um, he needs to work on that. Ah. I think um, I think if, for example, like Felix Hernandez went down or something, I think Eric Swanson would actually get the first call. Um, right. I, they're not going to – I think they're going to make Sheffield earn his way to the big leagues. And that's not going to be with numbers or anything like that. It's going to be with, hey, show me that you can throw the fastball where you want. Show me the changeup is above average. More often than not. And just, you know, pitch your way through a lineup a couple times. They're gonna make him earn his way up. Um, they're not gonna rush him, they have no reason to. Um, so yep. I think the end of May, June maybe, um, is a good time for Sheffield. And as for Dunn, I don't think you'll see him this year. Um, if you do, it'll be in September and they might not even use him. They might just call him up to have him with the big league team. Um because again these are young arms you're still trying to manage their workloads um, so if Dunn goes down to double between double and triple A and he throws 170 innings what's the benefit of calling him up in September to throw five more you know out of the bullpen so um, we'll see if if the team's still magically in the race then Dunn makes a little bit of sense coming out of the bullpen cuz the stuff will play but you don't want to sacrifice development Um, for an extra win or two if the extra win or two doesn't make a difference. So um, I'm guessing you'll see Dunn get a real shot at cracking the rotation next year. Um, But the absolute earliest I could see him getting called up is probably September. So yeah, right there with you. All right. So let's go. uh, Thanks for the question there. Um, Let's head to our good buddy, Jordan, who sends in a lot of questions. He's got two today. Um, He wants to know. Um, which of the current batting averages or ERAs is the most likely to stick throughout the entire season? Um, so, Ty, who's most likely to uh, carry their start their starting numbers throughout the year, at least in batting average or ERA?
0: Yeah, so uh, one that jumps out to me is Omar Narvaez at 273. That's yep. typically where he's been for most of his career. Uh, the, the on-base percentage, it'll go up. It's only at 289 right now he'll he'll bring that up a little bit um so i'm not i'm not too concerned with that he's had some pretty good plate appearances thus far uh just you know uh the walks will come it'll happen um they just aren't at the moment um you know i i do think uh ryan healy has shown enough to to maybe be around a a 280 guy this year um he has been that before in the past. Um and I, I, I do I really do think that that could continue because he's he's shown a lot. He's not giving in to a lot of the uh a lot of the stuff that he was falling for last year. I mean, um what was it last night? Didn't he uh didn't he fell off a a slider down at the knees or something, uh I uh that he usually would completely whiff on?
1: Yeah, he took a couple sliders that were the sweeping sliders that start off in the zone and end up on the outside corner uh, or off the outside corner last year. He chases those pitches. He just didn't have, he just couldn't recognize the spin and he would chase those pitches for strike three. And yesterday he laid off a couple. um, And I think in that at bat, he got a double. Um, Yeah, he, he did, he did miss a few pitches that he needed to do damage on last night, but yeah, overall Ryan Healy has been pretty solid.
0: Yeah. So, I think that average could stay in that realm, maybe like 260, 280 for him this year, Uh, just because he's shown enough to, to, uh, you know, think that he's probably not going to uh, struggle with certain pitchers as much as he did last year, right? And, you know, some of the more um, complex breaking stuff that, you know, someone like Jacob Junis offers with, you know, that sweeping slider that he has. Um, as for like ERA, I think Marco Gonzalez at uh at a 316 is is about where I'd expect him to to make the jump from where he was last year to this year. I think you know he might lose a, you know, a few points here and there, but uh that's kind of where I, I would you know like to see him. The one that I, I don't think will stick though is Mike Leake at 292. He's usually been uh you know uh four you know right under four guy um most of his career just a little over four uh so you know he's been he's been magnificent through his first two starts i'm sure there's going to be a couple starts here where he gets uh, knocked around a little bit he's just not going to have all of his stuff um might be tomorrow we'll see uh but yeah um i don't know that's i think that's about it uh i think you know, you, you probably will see. Uh, you know, Mitch Haniger right now is at a, a 255 average. Um, that'll go up. You know, yeah. Mitch. Uh, Mitch will get hot uh, at some point. I mean, he already had a nine-game hitting streak to, to start the year. Excuse me. And uh, he'll he'll get back on the horse soon, and uh, those uh, those numbers will go up. And then, obviously, you know, for some of the more inflated numbers, like Daniel Vogelback hitting uh, 500 you know, 10 Beckham I'm hitting 400. Those numbers will go down. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, uh, I think the, the two that really jumped out to me are, um, Healy and, uh, and, Narvaez.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess for me, the guy who's batting average is most likely to stay what it is for the rest of the year or close to it. I'm going to go with Ichiro hero and that zero batting average. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't see him getting a hit this year. Um, But no, in in all seriousness, yeah, Omar Narvaez, 270 is about what he's going to hit. Like you said, the the walks will come. Um, He's taking good at-bats right now. Uh, Narvaez is going to hit about 270. I think that's totally legitimate. Um, And honestly, that's about the only one I see that's totally... um, Mitch Hanager is going to hit closer to 290. like If you flip-flopped Edwin Encarnacion and Mitch Hanniger's numbers right now, that feels like, you know, about what they would do. Um, so I, I don't think that really anything is um, like Tim Beckham's not going to hit 400. He's not going to hit 300. Um, you know, D Gordon's not going to hit 341. Uh, that would surprise me quite a bit. So, yeah, I think Nervaiz in that 270 range is probably the best or the, the closest to what his uh, end-of-year batting average will be. I would love it if Ryan Healy could hit 288. I I don't think he can, but uh, if he can, then I mean, yeah, that's that's fantastic. So um, we'll see about that. Um, ERA wise, I think Kikuchi's 4.02. I think that feels about right in year one. Um, sure, yeah. You know, I think he's actually pitched a little bit better than a 402 ERA. His FIP right now is 3.59. Um, so yeah, I think that's about right and what we can expect from Yusei. So I would say Yusei gets the ERA, um, the ERA crown or whatever you want to call it for this. Um, yeah, I think Marcos goes up a little bit, so, uh, so does Leaks. I think uh, Wade's goes down slightly, um, and Felix is probably going to go up. Um, although, funny enough, Felix has the best FIP on the team um,
0: in, <laughs>
1: uh, in the starting rotation, so uh, yeah. by a pretty wide margin, so... <laughs> Um, I'm actually
0: pretty surprised that Kikuchi's FIP is that high, considering you know his defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, he's not striking out the number of guys we were hoping yet, um, but you certainly see the stuff to do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, Kikuchi probably right around four I think is a fair number, and I think that's a good number. Um, if Kikuchi ends up with a four ERA. Uh, I think in year one, you take that and you're, you're happy with it. So, um, yeah, I would say Narvaez and Kikuchi are the, uh, are the most likely to stay where they're at for that. Um, all right. So as I said, Jordan sends in a lot of questions. So he sent us one more. Um, he wants to know between Jay Bruce or Edwin Encarnacion, who would you like to be, who would you like to be traded and who would you like to see stay? So I guess you have to pick one of these guys to stay. The other one you can trade. Um, and then there's, uh, there's another part to that question, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Ty, which one are you trading? Which one are you keeping?
0: Um, I'm going to go with Edwin to trade uh, hmm. because, you know, he's off to the hot start. He'll get you more. Um, you know, neither one of these guys are, are a part of your future. So, um, but, you know, Edwin's going to get you the most um, of the two. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much as <laughs> as, sim- as pretty much simple as that. So, uh, you know, Bruce, uh, I mean, Bruce is a relief prospect, but, you know, he's not going to give you a uh, he's not going to get you a whole lot, even when he's leading the league in home runs. In Carnacion, you might, you know, find a team that's desperate for uh, for a power bat. And he's been, you know, he's been great this uh, to start this year. He's walking a lot and he's got the four homers. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll get you more. Uh, I don't think there's really a question about that. Um, at least at this point. So that, that's who I would, I would go with.
1: Agreed. Um, plus, you know, Bruce, sounds like he's really good in that clubhouse. Um, cool. He wants to be here and that's not really a reason for me to keep him. But if I have to choose one or the other, um, I'll keep Jay Bruce and I will trade Incarnacion just because, like you said, Incarnacion might get me something. Um, Jay Bruce probably isn't going to get me a whole lot. Um, But we'll see. Um, Incarnacion definitely off to a much better start. Um, But Jay Bruce has, you know, seven home runs. uh, So the power is definitely there if you could just stop swinging at those pitches just below the knees, the breaking balls with two strikes, you might be okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trading Incarnacion. If I, if I can't trade both and I can only trade one, I'm definitely trading Incarnacion. Um, and then he wants to know what is a reasonable trade for the Yankees to acquire Edwin Incarnacion. And he throws out the name chance Adams if we eat some salary. So, I mean, I don't know if you, uh, have a player in mind but what kind of what do you think the mariners could hope to get for incarnation
0: yeah i mean like someone is someone like chance adams kind of makes some sense because you know they have that excess of pitching um i mean sure yeah obviously you know the mariners are going to have to eat a, a bit of the contract no matter what um it just depends on you know on what uh, at what point they they end up trading him and what's left of his remaining salary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so, yeah, I think someone like that kind of makes some sense in that deal. Um, it's pro- you're probably only going to get one player out of the deal. you know, it, it, I'm sure that uh, yeah. Depota would prefer to get someone that's major league ready or near major league ready with some control. Uh, for incarnation, um, so yeah, I think I think that makes a little bit of sense. What do you think?
1: Um, Adams is, uh, in particular, to address Adams, he's an interesting guy because he used to be a pretty highly ranked prospect, um, and he has struggled uh, the last couple years. Um, you know, I know uh, I have a, a a buddy who's a Yankees fan um and he is just completely like he's completely done with uh with Adams so um I don't know I think it's a decent I think it's a decent ask I don't think it's a ridiculous ask for the Mariners there's some upside there like you said he's close to the big leagues he's probably big league ready right now um not a whole lot of upside there um but yeah I think that's a possibility um you know, I think that's pretty much the best you can hope for. Maybe there's a, uh, a younger or a, a youngster in like the Dominican summer league with a good fastball that you like, or something like that. You're not going to get, um, you know, you're not going to get anybody of real consequence. Um, at least at the time, uh, they might develop into something useful, but you're probably not going to get much of anything, um, for Encarnacion, um, at, in terms of eating salary, we know the Mariners are willing to do that. Um, there was a report this off-season that the Mariners, when they were looking for suitors for Incarnacion, they actually told teams that they would eat up to half of his salary—just um, what, thirteen million dollars, give or take. Um, yeah. So they're they're going to be willing to eat the money, um, you, know, you know?
0: maybe 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 they get Josh Store's back. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know if they trade him if they trade him early enough, like if the Yankees get desperate. Maybe you can snag that uh, that uh, compensatory pick that they got from the Reds, like Encarnacion uh, in your 76th pick or whatever for the 39th pick um, or whatever that's it is. Yeah, that, that's maybe it's a possibility. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I, just, I think that's the kind of deal you're looking at here. Unless you're going to take Jacoby Ellsbury, which doesn't make any sense uh, for the Mariners, you're not going to get... Uh, any kind of premier prospect back, but I think chance Adams, I think that's a good starting point. Um, I don't know if you can actually get him. Um, but I, I don't think that's an unreasonable ask for the Mariners. And I don't think it's an outrageous price to pay if you're the Yankees. So I think that's actually a pretty good, uh, starting point at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I'd be fine with chance Adams, you know, get him. uh, you know, get him a change of scenery and, you know, let him figure things out. No pressure, you know, because again, like imagine being a young guy playing for the Yankees, you know, especially a pitcher having to figure things out. Ooh, that's, that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a rough time.
1: Right. It's like I said, Adams has pretty good stuff. Um, he's got at least a couple average or be- slightly above average pitches. Uh, control's okay. Um, I if I'm remembering correctly, he had an injury. Um, something happened, uh, shoulder wise, maybe, um, maybe his elbow, but whatever. And, uh, his velocity dipped quite a bit last year. Yeah. Um, it
0: was a uh, bone chips in his elbow. He had surgery.
1: All right. So, yeah. So that, so, you know, maybe he's a guy who's, uh, just working his way back like he did last year. And, uh, or, you know, when Marco was working his way back and things were really iffy, Maybe that was chance Adams last year. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's something, there's enough there that Adams would be intriguing to the Mariners. And also there's enough of a sample size where Adams to the, where Adams isn't that valuable to the Yankees anymore. Um, so yeah, I think that's actually a pretty decent, uh, trade, uh, trade offer. So, um, thanks for the question, Jordan. And we're going to wrap up today's show. We have another question related to trade. This one comes from Chris, who used to write for us a little bit. Um, Chris, the golfer, uh, always the goal, always golfing. Uh, he wants to know what the 11 and two start. Do you see Jerry trying to trying something big this summer to make a playoff push a couple years early? So Ty, what do you think?
0: So, um, he, act- DePoto actually, uh, actually, addressed this. Um, uh, I forget when, when they were seven and one, he went on Danny, David Moore
1: mm-hmm. and
0: talked about this.
1: He said that,
0: yeah, if they're, if, by the way,
1: a, uh, real fast, he he also addressed it again today in an article with Larry Stone, um, okay. for the Seattle Times. So you can you can uh, Larry Stone, friend of the podcast, Larry Stone. You can uh, you can actually read that as well. But anyways, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to read that. So, I'm just gonna go off of what i I heard him talk about on on Danny David Moore. Sure. he said that you know once if if they're playing like this or if if they're in the hunt you know if they're leading the division or you know a couple games back or they're in the wild card chase, they'll make you know the kinds of moves that you saw them make last year, right where they're not really giving up a whole lot and they're getting solid major leaguers right that can help them go forward. You know, obviously last year that didn't really work with like Zach Duke and Cameron Maven and those guys. But nope. that's probably what yeah, that's probably what you should should expect. But even if they're let's say that they just continue to do this for the rest of the season, which that's not gonna happen. But uh it, you know, let's say that they're twenty games over five hundred leading the the ALS come to deadline they're not going to suddenly start shipping off jerry kelnick and julio rodriguez for for you know uh they're not doing that uh and they'll still sell major league you know their major league talent they'll still sell on edwin incarnacion and jay bruce and and uh tim beckham and all those guys if they're if they're valuable and, and teams want them they're going to sell them uh no matter what position they're in this year because this isn't the end goal um you know, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. That's still that's still the play. The has already said that he said that they'll they'll look to, you know, get creative and and adding to this current team. They're not going to just completely ignore what they have here and the in the success that they're having, but they're not going to sacrifice um their actual goal for that. So yeah, uh, they're not going to make a huge splash. You know, I said on the podcast uh, you know, a couple weeks ago for, for one of my bold predictions. I think Will Myers might end up being a Mariner at some point this year. Uh, Still, he is off to a good year and the Padres are off to a good year. So maybe they're not going to look to sell him, but you know, um, there was some talk there with the Segura deal. Of course, Segura is now in in Philadelphia and he was probably the, you know, the, the, the name that was going to pull something like Will Myers, but you know, maybe they they work something else out where they they end up getting Myers if that's someone that you know Depoto and the Mariners like. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I think if if they're any if they are going to make some sort of splash, it's going to be a guy like Will Myers, who you know might be on the outside looking in of his ball club. Sure. Uh, you know, young guy with with control, but you know, a pretty hefty contract. You know. It, the the Mariners do have money uh, mm-hmm. to spend because you 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 know you consider all the all the contracts that are going to come off the books uh, at the end of this year, so they can go at a guy like Will Myers who is you know set to make twenty plus million dollars for the next three years. Um, that can happen and that won't you know uh, restrict them really in any way. Uh, but it you know it has to be a guy that they really like.
1: Yeah, it has to be a guy who fits into their window. Um, so really any rental that would cost any kind of name brand prospect is just out the wind. You cannot do that. Um, and I think the Mariners, honestly, if they saw, well, honest, if the Mariners were honest with you, they would say, yeah, this is going to stop. We're going to regress to the mean. Um, I don't know. You and I have spent the entire off season saying, you know, this is about a 500 team. They're not terrible. Um, that's still, that's still where I see them, but a 500 team is not worth you you can't add 10 wins in season to get to the, you know, at the deadline to get to the playoffs. That's not going to happen. So why bother? Um, yeah. but I think, you know, you start looking at things like, like if the Mariners were, if you were, if the team looks pretty much like this is, maybe they get a little bit unlucky, but they're still in it. in on July, you know what I mean? Um, if they're leading the division by six, seven games, then yeah, go go get something. Uh somebody who can also be a long term fit and bring them in because that's worth fighting for. If you're three or four games back of the wild card spot and there's two teams up in front of you, it's just not really worth it because the Mariners are going to get reinforcements from the inside of their organization throughout the year. Sean Armstrong is going to come back. You know, Gerson Bautista, he will be back. Uh, Kyle Seeger is going to be back. Hunter Strickland is going to be back. Sam Tui valala is going to be back. And coincidentally, the last three guys I mentioned are all going to come back right around July. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think even if they're in it, even if they're in it, I think you could see them say, Hey, let's trade in Carnacion. Give Daniel Vogel back that job. We'll move Ryan Healy to first base. Kyle Seeger can come back and play third. And we'll continue to kind of work in Bruce with with uh, Healy, and uh, we'll put him out in left field every once in a while, and we do all that. So, yeah, I think ultimately, no matter what, they could trade Encarnacion, and maybe they trade him for a guy who could be a closer. You know, and maybe it's not you trade him for a prospect if they're still in it. Maybe you trade him for a guy who has a little bit of major league experience out of the bullpen, and you like him. Somebody like Sam Tui of La La. You know, so yeah. I think maybe that's a possibility there yeah and you
0: also gotta think by you know come july come you know august and all that just sheffield's probably going to be up jp crawford's probably going to be up Swanson. kyle lewis might kyle lewis might be up by then yeah. or on the verge of coming up you mm-hmm. know so they're Brain uh you know, Brad, Braden, yeah brayden bishop is most likely up so yeah they um they they have um they'll need to create roster space at some point mm-hmm. and um yeah and and you know because like you think about like yeah if they lose edwin Encarnacion like whatever because if daniel vogelback continues hitting you know um
1: 50 like percent of what he is right now <laughs> yeah
0: like yeah i would like then that that makes up the difference you know um because you still get, you know, the, the, the power and the, the home runs and all that for significantly less. And you get to trade a guy who's definitely not going to be with you next year. So, right.
1: Right. And I think, you know, when Jerry talks about getting creative, you know, something you could do also is you can trade Edwin Encarnacion for a prospect and then you can use that prospect to go get, you know, uh, a real utility player or, you know, an eighth inning bullpen arm or, you know, something like that. So,
0: yeah, um, because what you're going to start seeing, you know, towards the end of this year and into free agency and all that is Jerry starting to stock up on major league pieces that he likes to bring along for 21, uh, 2021 and 2022. He's not going to be afraid to start spending money in free agency or um or you know picking you know again this goes back to like the will myers conversation now that you know these numbers are coming off the books now that felix and all that that's you know basically over with that's you know now he's got money to play with
1: right it's just um if they do make a quote-unquote significant ad i think it'll be something in the same realm of the uh Tyler O'Neill for Marco Gonzalez trade, right. uh, somebody who has a small track record in the major leagues has five plus years of club control. You like him more than the rest of the baseball do. And you're just going to bet and say, you know what, this guy might help me make the playoffs this year, but he's going to be a part of my team starting in 2020 and he fits right in with our window. So I think that is the type of thing, um, that you might see them do. Um, if they do, you know, decide to go for it, um, but basically, for me, to for them to justify going for it on any large scale, they have to be leading the division, like basically at the All Star break. Um, and I just, I don't see a way that happens, even if they're in the wild card hunt. If you want to go throw away a, you know, a Dominican uh, summer league prospect who's got one plus grade, and you want to go get a, I, I don't know you're Adam Warren this year or whatever, fine, whatever, do it. Uh, That's fine. But sacrificing anybody who may be a part of your future and may be up with the big league team in the next three years, that's just foolish to me. So um, it's a good question. It's definitely something that, again, as we get deeper into the season, these talks will become more realistic. We'll have a better sample size and a better understanding of what this team actually is. But if they are what we think they are, and I'm not changing my mind after 13 games, I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah. Um, then there's no reason for them to do anything but sell and bring up their young guys and let them play and see what you have. And that's going to be fun too. So, um,
0: Yeah. But even, even then, even if they are, you know, leading the division at the All-Star break, I'm still not buying into, you know, going for it. <laughs> like I'm not into the idea of that. I still, you know, they have all this young talent that looks very promising and is, playing very well in the minor leagues and all that and that's that'll you know you you're, you're going to have a bright future if, if those guys continue to develop the way that they are and uh in a more sustainable one at that so I'm not I'm not into into selling even if again like if they're 20 games over 500 leading the the AL games going up.
1: Well, at that point, they probably have to do something. Um, But again, nothing significant. You're not trading for a guy unless he fits your timeline. Pretty simple. Um, Yes, which means he probably has to be ready to contribute in 2020. And you think 2021 is going to be a breakout year for him. Um, So we'll see what they do. Um, Like I said, there's still so much time. Right now, they're just going to sit back, let this thing play itself out. Um, I wouldn't expect any kind of major acquisition. Um, they're not going to sign Dallas Keuchel. They're not going to sign Craig Kimbrell. They're not going to, you know, trade for Justin smoke or whoever the hell the blue Jays are going to trade next. They're just, they're not going (laughs) to do that. They're, they're going to ride it out with this group, see what they have. And, uh, in June, if they're still playing like this and they're, you know, and they're really challenging for playoff spots, then we'll have a really serious conversation about, um, what they need to do. (coughs) Sorry. And, uh, But by by then, things can change. Um, You know, if Tim Beckham is still hitting like an all-star, you know, the conversations around him change because he's 29. I mean, he's not 35. He still has an extra year of club control. Do you have to trade him then? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Things can change. Players can change their profile. Teams can change their timelines. And they can do that in two months. Um, It's really hard, but they can do it. So um, we'll see. We'll reconvene with this probably after the draft and see where everybody is. Um, but for now, I would just say, if they do make any kind of move, it'll either be a Marco Gonzalez type of move, or as you mentioned, it'll be somebody like somebody like Will Myers, who you know maybe they see a, sw- a slight uh, mechanical change that he can make, and all of a sudden he's going to be a 340 on base guy, you know. Um, So it'll be somebody and he's young and he's still got upside left. So it'll be somebody like that. Um, that's all I really see them doing though. Other than that, I think they just sell. Um, (coughs) I think perhaps maybe what they've done more than anything is that they've made 2020 look like a real possibility uh, for contention. So, um, yeah, that's, that's not nothing. So we'll see how it all plays out though. So thanks for the question, Chris. Um, That's all we got here on today's podcast. Ty, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap this up?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, they're, you know, it's the same as last week. They're really fun. And they're, uh, you know, I'm just, and I'm, uh, scoring a hell of a lot of runs and, and being the best team in baseball because that's
1: what they are right now. Yep. It's, uh, just sit back and enjoy the ride guys. Um, I would say don't change any of your expectations or anything like that. But uh, if you want to, that's fine. It's it's baseball. It's sports. It's not that serious of a thing. Um, if you guys want to dive head in uh, with this Mariner Club and start printing off playoff tickets or whatnot, be my guest. So um, <coughs> I think that's going to wrap everything up here. Um, make sure you guys visit the website, uh, SotoMojo.com. You can find us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, download it so you don't miss any episodes. And uh, I will see. That's it. I think that's all we have, right, Ty? I didn't forget anything? Uh, I believe so.
0: We got all the questions, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I, yeah, I think, I we're, think good. we're good. All right. So, again, thanks. thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.